I am Chris Rex, and for the last 10 years, I have been traveling up and down the roads as an independent professional wrestler. I have had the opportunity to train, work with, and share locker rooms with some of the best who ever stepped foot inside of the squared circle. My co-host is Alex Alcazaz, aka the Bear of Texas. Born outside of Lyon, France, he moved to Texas at the age of four, and his love of sports has led him to become a sports journalist with eight years under his belt. Together, we mix my knowledge and experience as a professional wrestler with his research and raw journalism to bring you an educated and unique view of professional wrestling. This is Wrestling with a Bear. Welcome to Wrestling with a Bear. I am Chris Rex alongside my podcasting tag team partner, Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And uh, Alex, it's been uh, more than a few weeks since we've done an episode. There hasn't been much news going on in wrestling, but the last couple weeks uh, since we've been away, there has been a bunch of rumors and exciting news going on in professional wrestling. And that's what we're going to talk about finally in this episode, which I am dubbing, finally, the news has come back. Amen, brother. It's been a while, but guess what? I'm so excited to be back. So let's do this. All right, let's get down to business. In our first piece of news, we're going to talk about Matt Cardona, formerly known as WWE Zack Ryder, becoming Game Changer Championship Wrestling's world champion after defeating Nick Gage in a death match at the GCW Homecoming event in their main event. Now, the reason I bring this up is the is more of the effect it's had on independent wrestling since. When Matt Cardona beat Nick Gage, fans instantly, instantly hated it. He drew so much heat. I mean, there were beer cans and garbage being thrown into the ring at him. And it kind of reminded me of when Hulk Hogan turned heel in WCW and all the fans started throwing the garbage in the ring. And it's generated not only heat from the live fans in attendance, but online and people watching live at home. It could because it's kind of like this wasn't the de- this isn't the deathmatch guy. It's not the guy they wanted. It's kind of like when they were booing Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns is being shoved down our throats as a face. I'm gonna tell you something, Chris. I had never ever anticipated seeing Matt Cardona in this kind of wrestling environment. Never. Not at all. It's it's not really him. He's not a deathmatch wrestler. But the draw that this made, I did. I mean, it got on Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated covered it. So you know it, it hit big. And whatever GCW Gen, uh, Game Changer Championship Wrestling's been doing, uh, they've been doing it for a while, and it's been working. They have this ability to draw large numbers of people and get the publicity that they need. The independent wrestling community, the internet wrestling community, kind of have all been throwing all this hate on Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, for uh, beating Nick Gage in his death match before Nick uh, Nick Gage debuts on AEW against Chris Jericho in a death match. And Matt Cardona has been eating it up. Uh, He's been totally mocking the, the fans that hate him, and he's running with it. And what I love is it reinvented Matt Cardona and it made him kind of relevant again. The next thing we're going to talk about 
is the return of pro wrestling gorilla and it's funny our last episode we talked about the announcement of pro wrestling gorilla's return well on august 1st they returned with mystery vortex 7 and what a show full of surprises that pwg put on and i'm gonna let bear man cover this one all right well thank you very much chris really seems like Mystery Vortex 7, Globe Theater, Los Angeles, California, seems like it was a hell of a show. So allow me to go over the results, if I may, Mr. Rex, sir. Tony Deppin defeated Jack Cartwheel. Brody King over J.D. Drake via Lariat. Flamita over Erez via Phoenix Splash. Jonathan Gresham over Lee Moriarty via Punch. Aramatis and Ray Horace over Trey Miguel and Myron Reed. This gets interesting now. Orange Cassidy over Evil Uno. And in the main event, Bandito over Black Taurus to retain the PWG World Championship. That was a stat card featuring talent from Major League Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, and Ring of Honor, like Brody King from Ring of Honor, Flamita. Uh, you had Black Taurus from Impact, Bandito, the Ring of Honor World Champion, and PWG Champion. Orange Cassidy and Evil Uno from AEW. It was a stacked card. And then they made it even better, Batman. Because what they did is after Bandito defeated Black Taurus, the return of Super Dragon happened. PWG legend, SoCal Pro Wrestling legend, Super Dragon returned. And he returned to align with Black Taurus and Demonic Flamita to beat up Bandito and Brody King. And guess who came to save the day? Malachi Black. Recently signed to AEW, formerly known as WWE's Aleister Black, came in to save the day. So you know something's building here between uh, Malachi Black and Super Dragon. I love it, Chris. I love the surprises at the end of the show. That is the element of surprise in the art of independent wrestling. It's making me love indie wrestling even more, brother. It's been an exciting it's been an exciting year uh, so far of pro wrestling. At least it's been exciting since we've been doing wrestling with a bear. There's it's just been an exciting time. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to show up where. It kind of feels like the mid 90s again. And I want to thank socaluncensored.com for posting those results on their website, SoCalUncensored.com. If you want to know anything about Southern California wrestling, that is the place to go. Now we're going to move on with some more independent wrestling news that hits hits a home for us because it is a home for us at uh, Wrestling With A Bear. We are a sponsor of Generation Championship Wrestling and they were supposed to have their 21st event GCW 21 Unity in Tampa, Florida on September 10th. And I, I, I was supposed to be making my debut for GCW Generation Championship Wrestling. And unfortunately, due to health issues on promoter Jeremy Gomez, who is a close friend of me and Alex, rather than put his family, staff, and talent at risk, he has decided to postpone all shows until January 2022. Um, this is kind of a bummer, but at the same time, the man's health and his family come before anything. Um, I sent a message in the group chat pretty much saying the same thing. Fuck wrestling at this point. Like, uh, the, the shows will go on when, when you and your family are better. 
And when he gets over this, he's been hit really hard. And uh, I wish him nothing but the but the best for him and his family, man. Uh, absolutely. I mean, when I saw that Jeremy's health is bad, I mean, I'm just like, God damn it. Because when people that are close to me that have given me chances, something like that happens to them, it scares me, dude. It does. So, Jeremy, my prayers are with you and your family. Do what you got to do. Family comes first. And the next time there's a show that's going to be there, I will be there, brother. I will be there. Now, from some saddening news to a bit of happy news. Again, on our last episode that we did, we had covered that Leo Rush announced his retirement. Well, he had posted on, on his personal Twitter account, at the Lionel Green, every single day for the past three months, I've been in rehab working harder than I ever had before. Happy to announce that today, I've been cleared. Now, a lot of fans have been giving him slack online because he had just announced his retirement. Um, from what I'm hearing, um, not straight from Leo Rush, I will put that out there. This isn't straight from Leo Rush. He does have obligations to New Japan that before he retired, he said he wanted to fulfill. So I I would say he's going to retire maybe after the he fulfills these obligations. After that, he'll he'll be able to fully retire. And I respect the fact that he wants to complete his obligations to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I totally respect it. We're fans of Leo Rush. I personally want to work with him one day. If that opportunity comes, I hope so. I kind of hope he doesn't retire. But if from what his retirement post said, if that's uh, what it's come to and that's what wrestling has made him feel like he has to do, then again, a man's life and his family comes before wrestling. We're going to move on to some shocking news now. Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, has been released by WWE. And there's really been no word on who, what, where, when, why. And all that that has been posted on WWE.com is that WWE has come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him the best in all his future endeavors. This is another shock, just like Braun Strowman. Well, it's shocking, but in some ways I feel like it's probably about time because to say that Bray Wyatt was misused is a major understatement, is it not? I would disagree with you. I would say he, I wouldn't say he was misused because I mean he he was used the right way were there certain things that we wouldn't have done if we were in creative but what the shock is is that he's been a staple of WWE for a long time now and he again like Braun Strowman he wasn't someone that when you think of getting released he's not at the top of that list he's not even a thought on that list it's Bray Wyatt it's the fiend and we were there at WrestleMania, and you had brought this up before we went on to record. We were there at WrestleMania when this match against Randy Orton happened, and it's the moment I say probably killed the feed. I mean, it totally is. You, I remember the look on your face at, after the end of the match, Chris. You remember mine, right? I, I do. We had we had this. I think we had the same looks on our face. Like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, seriously. Think about it, folks. The Fiend dominates the entire match. One distraction, one RKO, it's over? I mean, what the fuck? And they have now Alexa Bliss, who I'm giving her 100% respect and credit for taking pretty much taking on the gimmick and bringing it into, like, a new audience, kind of. Now, now it's the female version of The Fiend, 
I love it, but I hate that we're not going to see The Fiend now. The doors are always open, I'm sure, in AEW, Impact Wrestling. Uh, there was somebody on Twitter that said, what if he joins the uh, Dark Order and becomes the leader of the Dark Order as kind of a tribute to Brody Lee? And I thought that that's a great idea. Oh, totally. Yeah. What better way to pay tribute to Brody Lee for Bray Wyatt to be the new the new leader of the Dark Order? Now, according to WrestleInc.com, Adam Cole is going to be a free agent this month. It was rumored that his contract was supposed to expire in 2024, but they're reporting that it's expiring this month after SummerSlam. And Cole's contract was actually up at their Great American Bash, but he extended it. What I've been hearing alongside our wrestling, but as well as other wrestling news sites and just going on the internet, apparently he doesn't have a no-compete clause, which means he would be free to go after TakeOver 36, he would be free to show up on Wednesday night on Dynamite if he wanted to. Right now, it's kind of like they they have uh, they, they extended it to TakeOver 36 to, I guess, fulfill the obligations, which again is 100% respect, to fulfill his obligations before moving on to another company or maybe giving them enough time to maybe renegotiate. I mean, regardless what happens... There are plenty of opportunities out there. I mean, he's one of Ring of Honor's finest, one of NXT's finest. He's even had a great stint with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, when you have that resume and, and, when, you're, and when you're over with the fans like he is, dude, a lot of chances. And I'm really excited for the future for him. He has stated that he doesn't want to go up to the main roster. He wants to stay in NXT. So if he doesn't renegotiate, I would say it's clear passage to... To AEW or Impact Wrestling. He has tons of friends in AEW. His girlfriend's in AEW, Dr. Britt Baker. Um, he was a member of Bullet Club prior to signing to WWE. They they killed him off. <laughs> so technically, uh, Adam Cole is dead to uh, the elite and the, the Bullet Club. But who knows, maybe he'll come back to life in AEW. I mean, he definitely could because with AEW, he could work in Japan too. Today, I learned of another release, and that is, whoo, the nature boy, Ric Flair. He has been released by WWE. I wouldn't say this is a shock. It's kind of like one of those things like he's been like that ambassador for them. They haven't used him too much since uh, the Charlotte Flair angle with Lacey Evans. But him being released is kind of a hit to WWE as far as their ambassadors. You know, when you think of professional wrestling, you think of Hulk Hogan, you think of Ric Flair, you think of John Cena. So he's he helps bring, you know, that publicity to WWE and keep the, the older audience as well. It kind of seems like he's been gearing towards leaving and he would definitely have a home in AEW. Andrade is in AEW. I would like to see them together, even though it would kind of be like, oh, that's Charlotte Flair's father and they're doing now. He's getting that cheap rub. I would personally like to see them because it's kind of like old school, new school. And he's the new Ric Flair kind of type thing. Oh, to oh, totally. I mean, and just imagine this. Think of how many young talents Ric Flair can mentor in AEW. All of them. Woo! Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he can help. He, he, can, you know, he, he can even help MJF, you know, take the heel to the higher level. That would be cool, too, to see him with MJF. That would oh, be cool. Oh, dude, yes. 
That would be cool. You already got Tully Blanchard there with Pinnacle, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, have him join the Pinnacle and, you know, like reminiscent of the Four Horsemen. Right, right. On this past Monday Night Raw, Nikki Ash defeated Charlotte Flair. And afterward, the New Day came out to celebrate. After the cameras went off, though, there was a dark match between the New Day and Bobby Lashley and MVP of the Hurt Business. Now, the reason I bring this up is I find it just kind of odd that they would do that when the cameras are off as a dark match. Like, not put that on TV. Right? I mean, it's the New Day, and it's MVP and Bobby Lashley, the champion. I mean, the WWE champion in a dark match? WWE has always done things for the live audience when cameras went off, when live TV went off. They've always, like, done things for the audience. But I just feel like that match could have been something on TV. Or maybe they were testing it for TV. Who knows? They do that at dar at, for dark matches. A hundred percent. We're going to close the show with one last topic. And these are probably two of the biggest rumors going on professional wrestling today. And that is, one, CM Punk going to All Elite Wrestling. And two, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, going to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, this has sent shockwaves all through the internet, all on social media. Everyone is speculating when they're going to debut, who they're going to wrestle. AEW's kind of sent teasers out there. If you want to know my opinion, I totally see it happening. Um, I don't think CM Punk would allow a promotion to kind of tease him without him saying something about it, you know, because if it wasn't going to happen, don't you think CM Punk would be like, all right, guys, no, it's not happening. But CM Punk himself has been trolling people on the Internet. As far as CM Punk goes, after what happened in 2014, he vowed never to wrestle again. And people have been bringing that up. But let's be honest, he never would have anticipated he never anticipated AEW because AEW wasn't even a thought. You, you know, you can't you can't bring that up because like you said, AEW wasn't thought of and it's a different landscape now. If he yeah. were to go to AEW, I'm sure he would have the freedom to do what he pleases with his character and his matches. And not only that, like you were saying where Ric Flair mentor the younger guys. I mean, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan would excel at, at these two roles right there. Yeah, we move we move on to Daniel Bryan, Bra Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him. He would be a huge hand in AEW, not only from an in-ring standpoint and in his matches that he put on, but again, the talent he'd be able to mentor. They have a ton of young talent that have never been on TV before that are getting these opportunities at a young age where they can kind of sit them down and be like, all right, listen, this is... This is the best way to go about this, you know, and kind of guide them the right way. Now, what are some matches if CM Punk or Daniel Bryan debut in AEW? What matches would you like to see happen? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Good question, Rex. Hmm. I would love to see Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho have a match. Go, you know, two legends, you know, going at it. That would be something huge. CM Punk versus Darby Allin. That's been teased among the fans. A lot, of, a lot of things because, you know, everybody's asking, you know, if CM, if CM Punk does sign with AEW, is he a babyface or a heel? I mean, never, you don't know. Now, the speculation is that CM Punk is going to debut on the first Rampage. I don't usually dabble into rumors. I don't dabble into the dirt sheets. I try not to. 
the one thing that's leaning me towards that being true is CM Punk's trolls and what he's done. Um, he posted the, the theme from the Michael Jordan, The Last Dance. He posted that on Twitter and posted the first dance. And what is the name of the first episode of Rampage? First dance. The first dance. Where is it going to be held? In Chicago, Illinois. And whose hometown is that? CM Punk. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, you 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 talk you talked about whether he's going to be face or heel. He's catching that big, huge baby face pop. Now, what I'd like to see from there is him take that huge baby face pop and turn it heel, turn heel on him right there. And he can do, and he's got the power to do it. I would love to see it because it's so expected. He, you know, he's going to get that baby face pop, and everyone would you know love to see him pander to the crowd. But that's. CM Punk is is a I'm, I'm, is like a Roddy Piper. Just when you think you've got all, all the answers, I change the questions, and I think that would be a, a perfect way to get him involved. And now it's like, oh, I hate him because like I, that was the moment, and he ruined his own moment. You know, <laughs> I think that would be awesome. But like I said, it's an exciting time for wrestling, and it's up for your speculation. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling with a Bear. We're almost at 20,000 downloads. We're at 18,000 and change. So we're, we're almost at 20,000. I can't wait to hit 20,000. Please, if you want to support us, buy our merchandise at whatamaneuver, whatamaneuver.net slash collection slash wrestling with a bear. You'll find our Lucha Bear logo t-shirt as well as the Bear of Texas's The Truth, The Whole Truth, and Nothing But The Truth t-shirt. And we also have hoodies. We even got stuff for the babies. Go on whatamaneuver.net and shop the Wrestling With A Bear store. Bear Man, let the people know where they can find us online. You can find Wrestling With A Bear on all social media platforms at Rest With A Bear. W-R-E-S With A Bear. You can also visit restwithabear.com where you'll find this podcast along with my blog, No Claws Bard. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Paint Drain Pipe Bomb Productions on Spreaker. And speaking of No Claws Bard, we just uploaded Bearman's latest on his want and, and it seems like need to go to a New Japan Pro Wrestling event, whether it be in the United States or Japan. You could tell it's definitely one of the most fan perspective writings I've seen him do. And I like that he came from the heart with it. And um, you see he's a true fan of this. Bear Man, why don't you tell them the next blog we'll be releasing? The next blog we'll be releasing, folks, is very personal for me because it involves my co-host here, my good friend Chris Rex. My friend, the wrestler. You're going to get a peek about uh, the beginning of our friendship and the potential it has to our future, folks. You might need a tissue, folks. As as a pro wrestler, I was I was humbled by it and to see someone willing and wanting to write about my story and, and our, our friendship and how all this kind of came about and how you're listening to us right now. It, it, it is the story of Chris Rex and the Bear of Texas, a wrestler and a bear. It, <laughs> it truly is the story. I can't wait till we release that one. Uh, but your current one, the New Japan one, has like, what, 10,000 views already? That one blew up really quick. I'm so proud of you and everything you're doing. I should be getting back into the ring soon, uh, working on a few things now that uh, Generation Championship Wrestling has been postponed. But you can find me on all social media platforms 
at Rex Wrestles. That's at R-E-X-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-S. Bearman, let the people know where they can find you. Follow me on Twitter, folks, at Bearman of Texas. Just TX, no need to spell it out, at Bearman of Texas. On behalf of the Bearman, I want to thank each and every one of you again for tuning in to Wrestling with a Bear. As always, be excellent to each other and support professional wrestling. <laughs>